the skincare world is like a minefield. There's always a new product, there's always a new gadget coming out. It's hard to know which products are actually non-toxic and are going to deliver powerful outcomes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. From a list of over 250 skincare, hair care, makeup, hair, skin, nail supplements, grooming supplies, dribble rollers, and dermal rolling serums, I've got you covered. All of these products are pre-vetted by me and are free of parabens, salate sulfates, artificial dyes, and fragrances. Head on over to the shop page at theschoolofradiance.com. If you'd like some customized guidance, which I highly recommend, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session. Use promo code PODCAST15, and I look forward to connecting with you over at theschoolofradiance.com. Enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome everyone to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm thrilled to have you joining me here today. And in today's episode, let's find out which lifestyle and mindset tips helps Kevin Ross, a world champion legend in Muay Thai kickboxing, excel and thrive during these crazy times. Before we get into today's episode with Kevin Ross, I warmly invite each and every one of you to subscribe here to the Rachel Varga YouTube channel, subscribe on podcast, and also hit the bell so that you know when new episodes and live streams are dropped. Everybody comes to hang out here to learn about body, mind, spirit, energy optimization strategies to bring forth a higher level of radiance, beauty, slow down that aging. This is something that the gents and the ladies, we all want. We all want to look good and feel our best. So we have Kevin Ross, who in my opinion is kind of crushing life, looking great in the process and staying fit and doing some good things in behind the scenes. So let me tell you a little bit about Kevin Ross here. So Kevin is known as the soul assassin. He is an American Muay Thai fighter and kickboxer who has also competed in professional boxing, shoot boxing, MMA, and Sanshu. He was the inaugural Bellator kickboxing featherweight world champion. Personally, I've been following Kevin Ross's career for the last 11 years of my life. As some of you may know, Gabriel Varga is my husband. So because of that, I have been knee deep in this world of martial arts and kickboxing for a good third of my life. Kevin Ross's previous achievements include the Lion Fight super lightweight world champion, WBC Muay Thai, super lightweight international champion, and welterweight national champion, United States Muay Thai Federation welterweight champion, and FIDAM welterweight national champion. He currently trains out of the boxing club in San Diego, California. Kevin was born in Reading, Pennsylvania. He spent much of his youth moving all around the country until finally ending up in Las Vegas in 95. Alcoholism and partying completely took over his life until one day, he finally decided to face all of his fears. Maybe we could talk about some shadow work in this one because that's always good. When we face our fears, it's crazy what we can learn about ourselves and then grow as humans. He then turned his life around to go after his lifelong dream of becoming a fighter, not to mention a full-on legend. 
So also in December 2010, Ross was voted Muay Thai North American Fighter of the Year. Always a crowd pleaser who lives up to his quote, I'd rather lose an exciting fight than win a boring one. Welcome, Kevin Ross. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. And um, by the way, I loved your recent interview well, a couple of years ago with Joe Rogan. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, actually right before the pandemic started. Um, I got to, I was in Thailand uh, for two weeks. And then the day I flew back, I went straight to do the, uh, or no, actually, the day I flew back, I flew over to New York. I did a pool tournament out there, which I won. Flew back, and then that day I did the Rogan uh, podcast. So I was just like jet lagged and going across country, and then doing that. So it was it was a pretty intense beginning of the year, and then and then everything started, but in the world started falling apart after that. <laughs> You know what? When I was listening to that interview with you guys, I actually thought one of the things I really like about you, Kevin, is you have this really nice demeanor about you. You come across like very calm, very well spoken. I can literally listen to you talk all day long. So all of you, if you haven't listened to Kevin Ross's interview on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, you need to check it out. So Kevin, share with us your story and what got you into kickboxing and also then to compete on the world stage. Yeah, so it's it's a long story. I'll, I'll try to give you the condensed version. Um, as you said uh, in the intro, I, I grew up uh, all over the country. My parents split up when I was eight, I think, seven, eight, something like that. So when they broke up, um, it was myself, my brother, my two sisters, and then I ended up having a third sister. Uh, and my mom basically living uh, living on welfare, growing up, having to move place to place, never having any stability, um, really just completely obliterated my perspective of how life was supposed to be. You know, prior to that, we I was really living the American dream. You know, wealthy family, living in a nice neighborhood. You know they're married and everything. And I just assumed that was the way life was and was supposed to be. And then, so when that happened, it, it just destroyed my, my perspective of everything, the world, family, love, everything. And then having to continually go from place to place every, every time I would get settled somewhere, we would just get ripped right away. And so I, I stopped really assuming things were going to stay the way they were so we would go to a new place and like what's why why bother getting settled why bother feeling like you have a home why bother thinking about anything in the future because things are going to change so rapidly you know and that really contributed to my um just the way that i was back then and, and for for half of my life I, I lived a very defeated life mindset and um, you know, when I started drinking and doing drugs when I was like 12 years old and it progressed from there. And then when I was 14, going on 15 is when we moved to Vegas. And then having that kind of mindset and mentality in a place like Vegas was just a toxic kind of, uh, um, what would you call it? A, uh, <laughs> just a bad, bad grouping of, of things, you know, if, if like Vegas can be a great place, uh, to visit it can be a great place to live too but not really when you're when you're inclined to that kind of uh, drugs and alcohol and partying and really just wasting your life so you know i was really living that uh 
live fast, die young mentality. I, I never really thought I was going to live very long anyway. I'd, for some reason, I just always had this idea that I'm not going to live past the year 2000. And, um, you know, instead of using that to motivate myself to like get as much as I can in, I was just like, what's the point of anything? You know, and that just alcohol addiction and drugs and really just destroying myself and friends were dying, going to jail and things were getting really bad. And going into, uh, what was it? 2001. Yeah. So going into 2001, uh, I made it my new year's resolution to, uh, stop partying, stop drinking uh, and go, go into this, uh, fighting that I'd always wanted to do when I, I, as I was growing up, I was always very intrigued by, boxing, martial arts, uh, things like that. Uh, I I actually hated violence, though. I, I, it really bothered me a lot. I, I've never been a violent person. I've never been an outwardly angry person. You know, I, I was always internal with a lot of my um, emotions in that way. So all those negative emotions, I like took them out of myself as opposed to taking them out on other people. Um, but I was always intrigued by, by fighting and um, I thought about boxing, but I love martial arts so much. You know, I, I, I wanted to be able to kick and knee people and do all that. But uh, coming up, I mean, even even as I was getting into it, that just wasn't something that people knew about, really. You know, you'd see karate and you'd see uh, point sparring. And there was, you know, the whole uh, kickboxing thing in the 90s, but that kind of died out, you know, a lot when that, that got popular for a while and really died out so I, I thought about boxing but then when i moved to vegas um i was watching espn at like two o'clock in the morning and uh this muay thai fight came on and that was the first time i did i'd never even heard of muay thai before and, and when i saw that it just lit a spark in me that i was like this is it this is everything that i've ever wanted and never ever ever dreamed of it just, it just was, I just knew that was it. But as I said, I was drinking and partying and wasting my life at the time. So I just like suppressed it and put it in the back of my mind. And I think, I think that also contributed to a lot of my uh, alcohol and drug use because it was like, I knew this was something that I really wanted to do, but I, I, I didn't, I wasn't ready to face those things. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be very good or, you know, every stupid excuse you kind of give yourself why you don't go after stuff. So um, that helped me really suppress it. And um, over the years, I felt like I kind of got rid of it. Um, but the every once in a while, anytime I would see a fight, it would just reignite that again. And I would kind of remember that. And I was like, oh, man, I should really do that. And I'd get motivated from it. But like, oh, yeah, but I'd have to stop drinking because I knew like if you're going to do this, you got to do it right. You can't have any all these things holding you back. So I just continued continually put it in the back of my mind. Um, but as I said, going, going into like 2001, um, a lot of my, my friends were dying and going to jail and really just had this awakening moment that, um, I, I missed a huge part of the story. One of my buddies passed away in, uh, uh, what was it? 99. Uh, so he was, he was 18 years old at the time. And he was actually the only person I'd ever told about this, this dream I had of, and this idea I had about fighting only person on the planet that I've ever told that. And, uh, you know, when I, when I told it to him, expecting him to laugh at me and think it was stupid because, you know, if anybody knew me back then, they, they would think 
like I'm a completely opposite person than I am today back then. Um, very, very quiet. Uh, never spoke, never really did anything, just drank every day. And, you know, instead of him laughing at me, he asked me why I didn't do it. And he was like, well, why don't you do it? And then I told him all my excuses and stuff. But he was like, I, I really think if anybody could do it, you could do it. And that always, that always stuck with me, you know. And then when he passed away, I promised myself that I would do this, that I would go after this, that I would do it. I was like, he didn't even get a chance to fail at any at a dream, and I'm too afraid to try. What like, what is my excuse? Like, I, I instead of thinking about those things, I think about the fact that he didn't get to live, and I need to face those things for the both of us because, you know, I need to I need to live for two people, and so that was my uh, going into 2001. That was my resolution, basically, to to stop partying, to get into a gym. Um, so I got to that first week of January 2003. So this was 2003. Um, that's when I started. And that really uh, just changed my entire life. And it was one of those things where it was, I've always been that way, an all or nothing kind of person. And unfortunately, that can be really bad. <laughs> and that's how it was with, with the partying and the drinking and everything. But if you point it in the right direction, obviously, it can be incredibly powerful and a really great thing. So um fighting and training really was my rehab i i, I just had to stay focused I, I like i couldn't even think about the fact that you know i was i was having withdrawals or anything like that because i knew how long i had put this off i knew how much of my life i had wasted um so anything that was difficult any losses or injuries i was like so what would it you you have a choice to make you can think about how unfair it is or how hurt you are or how far you got set back or you can use this to, to motivate you. And I, I really uh, accredit that to my entire career, just that mindset of you always have a choice to make. You don't, you don't necessarily have a choice what's going to happen to you, but you have a choice how you react to it. You have a choice how you think about it. Um, and through training and, and through all the struggles of that, that, that contributed to outwardly as well everything in fighting i think applies to life in general and um that is what has kind of got me to where i am today you know i, I really credit everything i am now to fighting and, and what i've gone through and how that's uh, taught me so many life lessons that i've been able to uh grow through and um convey to other people as well it's awesome thank you for sharing all of that i'm very uh I'm always really interested in martial artists and how they almost can channel their, their life force. So like you took yourself out, you, you did, you took yourself out of a situation that you had these contrasts growing up of, you know, live in the Hollywood high life or like, you know, being in a big house with, with your dad and, mm -hmm. and not. So, so you've had those contrasts in your life. You've had trauma, and through conversations with some of my mentors, some of us that either go through trauma or maybe don't go through trauma and have had the ability to be protected from that, those two types of people are some of the biggest, um, they can create some of the biggest impacts in the world for other people. So thank you for sharing your story of what you've been through and how far you've come. That's great. You said something that I think was really cool, that and I totally resonate with you that it is a privilege to be alive at the 
moment. And for any of you tuning in here that are just like, oh, I don't really feel like being here anymore. Like I've had so many guys reach out to me, my guy friends and be like, Rachel, I'm having a really hard go. Thought about taking my own life even. And sometimes we just have to remember that being here right now is a privilege because not everybody like your friend, unfortunately, who passed away at a young age has that option. So it's really important that we do look for the silver linings in our lives right now and live in a way that lights us up. So you found martial arts that lights you up, which is amazing. Um, and the thing about being an athlete or when we go through hiccups in life, this is like an injury. So for you as an athlete, when you get hurt, it's really kind of easy. I see this with my hubby to get um, kind of like down and out, like you can easily get depressed. And this can happen in any of any, like in anyone's life when they go through through a bit of a roadblock they fail at something then they do it again and hopefully they fail less like elon musk says but how do you deal with like the resiliency through injuries yeah so i you know so many things that i most people look at as as awful and negative and horrible to go through which they were also it became extremely positive things because they taught me so many lessons so like like in fighting um, you know, I took to it so quickly, you know, within, within just a couple months, people thought I'd been doing it for years and years. But so my, uh, perspective was, oh, this is just going to be the way it is. Like, I'm going to be great. I'm gonna be the best ever. And I'm just going to skyrocket to the top. And that's how I felt all the way up to that first fight. And then my first fight, I just got demolished. I got annihilated. I didn't make it out of the fight. They stopped it in the second round. Let's also preface this, that you went in the ring with someone who is 20 pounds heavier than you. Yeah, yeah. So okay. let's give yourself I mean, a little bit of credit. That's super unfair. <laughs> so yeah, 20 pounds. He had about 30 fights already. But either way, it was, um, it was one of those things that I realized it was just another lesson that was you have a choice to make. Are you only doing this if you can win? Are you only doing this if you can look it? Are you only doing this if things are easy for you? And what I had to realize and what I had to face and, and understand in that moment was, no, I love to do this. I, I love to do this. I, I might be the worst fighter of all time, but I really love to do this. So that is more of an external thing. And I think a lot of times we view those things as 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 success or good and bad it is a lot more external than internal and, and you know it's like having a nice car and a nice house and like yeah those things are great but if you're not centered in yourself if you're not strong in yourself if you're not that same person when you have nothing then that's just this empty facade that is eventually going to come collapsing in on itself um so so a lot of those things i really i had faced so many of them just starting so late in life and you know overcoming alcoholism and then and then losing my first fight and then from that point on um i won all the rest of my amateur fights but then the injuries started happening and then it's like it was like all these things continually were telling me or or really i wouldn't say they're telling me they're asking me do you really want to do this you know i think a lot of times we look at struggles as um signs that we shouldn't be doing something like we we put feelings on things there's no there's no not necessarily a feeling on them it, it's not good or it can be good and it can be bad depending on what you do with it and that goes back to what i was saying like you can't necessarily change a lot of circumstances that we go through but we can change what we do with them and, and they might be the greatest thing in the world if you use that to to push yourself further and that just continually happened throughout uh, from day one of my career and then throughout and, and i think 
because I had to face that early on, it was like everything after that was, I was able to view it. Uh, I had perspective on it. It, was, it wasn't this emotional thing. It was like, all right, something happened. What's your, where are you going to go, left or right? And that was it. It's, it really simplified everything. And I think, I think it's, people need to realize it's not about making it easier. It's because it's not easier. It, it, it actually, it gets more difficult sometimes because you've gone through so many things. You're like, geez, again, 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 again. But it simplifies it and you're able to wrap your brain around it a little bit more and, and, and view it for what it is. It's, it's something that happened and it already happened. So there's nothing you can do about it. It happened. What are you going to do with it? You're going to get better off it or you're going to get worse because you're either going one way or the other. And that's really how I viewed not only injuries, but like diet. And when like days I didn't want to get up, it's like you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Are you just like being a baby about it and because you're, you want to lay in bed all day? Or do you want to get up and be the best you can be? And that perspective really simplified so many things that allowed me to get through really, really difficult moments and times in my career and in my life. Just have just simplifying that choice that you have. Not 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 that it makes what you have to do with it easier, but you're going to go this way, you're going to go that way. And uh, you know, I, I would say that having that mindset and mentality has allowed me to push through so many things that would break most people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've taken a couple, a couple plays out of the martial arts toolkit too, dealing with injuries. I've been in two pretty rough car accidents. None were my fault. I could have played the woe is me card. I'm injured. My hips busted. My ribs are busted. My neck's busted. Got headaches all the time. Anxious for no reason because my head got rocked you know, mm -hmm. from a concussion. So I've been there. Right. Yeah. And it's so um, anyone tuning in here, if you're like, Oh, what's a great way to deal with injuries? Well, number one, you got to have the mindset. So we're going to dive into more of Kevin Ross's mindset, but also I look at biohacking as a really great way to support the recovery process, but you know, good old exercise, nutrition, yeah. and it's really the basics. We kind of overcomplicate things. And the more we overcome tough, uh, tough times in our lives the more that we can overcome anything else because everything's just gonna the universe is gonna keep giving us bigger and bigger obstacles mm -hmm. and uh, if if any of us in this life has experienced obstacles it's definitely going to be within these last two years so which two weeks yeah. turned into two years off quick you <laughs> all have heard me say that many many times here we're over it let's move on right but how do you stay mentally and physically fit through all this and really, has your fighter toolkit helped you, especially mentally, seriously, through this? Let's just, I'm just going to fall and say it, PSYOPs, over the yeah. last two years. Yeah, it definitely has helped me a lot. You know, I, I, particularly when I watch what so many people have gone through with this psychologically and emotionally and all that, whereas myself, it was just like another day. <laughs> it's like another day. I'm like, yeah, this is not fun, but whatever i'm just gonna keep doing what i do and do the best that i can i think uh, a big thing for me is always making sure that i'm staying healthy eating right exercising because it's like uh, it's like when i retired you know i took i took like a month off and you know i was just it was just it was getting rough and i was like all right like I, one i can't live like this so even if i never 
train again or whatever like I, I need to be healthy so like before even dwelling on how i was feeling or you know being depressed or just like not not very excited about life or anything i was like just just start getting your body moving again and then it's like you do that and it opens up a little bit more and then you're like all right well you know i'm gonna start eating better and start getting a little healthier it's like as you said i think so many times we, we want to jump to that that quick fix whether it's surgery whether it's medication whether it's whatever like you might never end up needing that but if you don't address those those things that you can do everybody can can eat better everybody can move their body a little bit maybe you don't have time for exercise or whatever you, you have time to walk a little bit farther you can park your car a little bit farther away you can you can eat a little less junk food i think that with a lot of these things um, that perspective of our goal seems so far away that that we just give up and we almost go in the other direction be like well what's the point and in, instead of seeing how far away it is it's like well, what can i do today just to be a little bit closer and not not make it worse so maybe maybe i'm an alcoholic and you don't need to go cold turkey like i did just just start cutting back a little bit like cutting back with like not 10 drinks i'm gonna have nine drinks and then maybe maybe i'm gonna do that for a week and then maybe eight drinks and if you if you use it these like incremental small scale things it, it it's easier to think about and you don't get so it doesn't seem so impossible because you might not even get to that end goal you know but you might get halfway there and that's way better than where you were so um you know i i've continually had to kind of remind myself of these things throughout uh you know my career in the last 20 years um, you know when injuries would happen or Sometimes it's even harder when you've gone through so many things. You would think that like a smaller scale thing wouldn't be as detrimental, but like like one of my worst injuries was blowing my knee out. But then two years ago, I broke my thumb, and you would think that would wouldn't be anything compared to a blown out knee. But it was in a lot of ways it was worse because it was like this tiny little thing is keeping me from fighting, and I can't do anything about it. And it, it I was like, oh, you never really never really have that lesson learned you understand the process but but the 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 circumstances change so you almost have to you almost have to do it again but hopefully you you learn the core lesson which is you got a choice to make here what are you going to do about it you're either going to dwell on how unfair this thing is which it is you know a lot of things are i mean everybody has unfair things um, i think we, we we assume that those that are successful have an easy time of it which is the opposite of what's true um so you know we always have these choices to make we all have these opportunities to get stronger to get better to get healthy or or do the opposite and i think the more that we can use these seemingly insignificant situations like like just getting up in the morning early or, or just eating a little bit better or or just having a better attitude of a, on a bad situation like every time you do that we get stronger and we get better everything uh you can um uh, has that same similarity of like getting stronger with weights like you got to start small like you can't all of a sudden lift 100 pounds more than you've ever lifted you're like all right i'm gonna go five and then i'm gonna go ten and then i'm gonna go i'm gonna work my way up like that and if you use that mentality towards everything you realize it's just a small steady process of of seemingly insignificant things but you add all those things together and then successful at the end but it might not seem that way in the process but you, now you look behind you and you see how far you've come so i think um i think the more that uh people can do that the better 
Yeah, that's great. It's all about taking those baby steps so that your your significant other in the background. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> when should I be <laughs> Um, in case you guys don't know, um, Kevin Ross has a a particularly powerful partner in my opinion you guys are like two forces and i i mean i was going to kind of ask about how you both support one another but first i wanted to really kind of just uh say thank you for what you're sharing i just listened to you and i'm like yeah you're full on like mindset coach here you got a good career ahead of you i can help you out with cultivating that but um baby steps it's all about those baby steps it's all about taking one actionable step a day or like one little tweak in your mindset to pull you out of a funk, even if it's yeah. just for a moment, like sticking your head in the sand for a couple hours or a couple days at a time. There's nothing wrong with that. At yeah. All. Yeah. I think, I think that that was, that was a big thing I had to learn. Like it's okay to take a break. It's okay to step back. It's even okay to go in the opposite direction. You know, I yeah. think uh, for myself when I was having some really frustrating times uh, early on, not being able to get any fights anymore because nobody wanted to fight me and just all, all these things. I'm like, what is it? Like, I can't even do this anymore. Why am I going to keep doing this? Or why don't I go? It was hard for me not to switch to MMA or, or something else because everybody that I trained with, everybody that I was around was having all these really huge fights and they're making all this money and doing all this stuff. I'm like, why am I still doing this? I, I, I can't and even do what I want to like, yeah, trust me, really like, I, I know it's what really it's tough. like. I feel like kickboxers are, are seriously underpaid, like, for your skill set. If you compare, like, the income from a kickboxer to a boxer, it is just not fair at no. all. And, it's like, just, especially in Muay Thai. Yeah, like, yeah, Muay Thai is, right? is, is without question the, the, one of the most underpaid combat arts yeah. that people And it's an about. art form. Yeah, like you went to Thailand a, to train, you learned from the best, like you yeah. did it the the OG, uh, the stuff. So with all of these kind of like getting over injuries and roadblocks, this can really apply to anyone, right? Whether you're an athlete, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether mm. you're a mom, your dad, just taking these little tiny steps along the way do then create something pretty awesome. So my next question, kind of like for the ladies and the gents in the audience here, what does the divine masculine and feminine mean to you? And how do you think men are handling this crazy world right now? And because men are always seen as like the ones that have to support the partners. But I feel like right now it's, it's really a little bit more of an exchange. How I see it. How's it been mm. for you guys? Yeah, I, I would, I would say that's how I would life should be where it is a, a, a partnership and there isn't necessarily one person's supposed to do this and one person's supposed to do this because it's a combination of the two working together and then your strengths are going to overcome my weaknesses and vice versa and for for generations and generations there were we were stereotyped into like you can only do this and you can know this and that that just the way the world worked contributed to that where you know women couldn't work and they couldn't do x y and z and, and so the man had to go out and do this so um in a positive way it's it's started to change but i think we've almost gone too far like we do with a lot of things where they started to demonize that masculinity and, and even that femininity you know where where the, you're not supposed to be that way anymore so a lot of people you know tried to stay away from it because you look at that extreme and we what we always forget is that the extreme of side of anything is negative even 
positive things. Um, so it's very easy to demonize any side of, of really anything because you can always point to that extreme person in that in that context and say, yeah, see, this is bad. But we use that, we almost like painted the whole world with that brush. Like uh, being a man is bad. Uh, even being a, a woman is bad. And you got you to gotta be everything. Everyone's got to be everything all at once and have no genders. And, and that's, all, that's, a different, uh, <laughs> that's a different conversation altogether. But I think that one of the most important things in everything is finding that balance. And, and we've gone so far out of balance because we, we were, we're so almost afraid of that extreme but now we're on the other extreme and that that's bad too you know that that that's not healthy either there needs to be a balance there needs to be um the ability for people to just be themselves and not feel like they have to do this that or the other because that just contributed to some to so many other negative things and um you know in a relationship or um just in your life in general the feeling like you have you're supposed to be something um you know, I think it's good to encourage some of those things, but but when you do it in a way where if you aren't this way, you're a, a bad person, or you're not a man, or or you're not a woman, I don't think obviously that hasn't been helpful to anybody. You know, it, uh, over earlier on, it suppressed so many people, and then once they were finally able to kind of live live their lives, then it almost became extreme. Like everyone has to be this way now where that's almost just as bad as it was prior. Like we don't think it was, but we're going to look back on this time. Whereas like, yeah, maybe, maybe we uh, swung the pendulum back in the wrong direction. Now we're, now we're too far over here. We got to find that, that balance in those things. Um, and, you know, it's, as I said earlier with, uh, you know, like diet and lifestyle, like we're so quick to like, Oh, we have to fix it now. We have to do it now. It's like, we're like so afraid of, <laughs> we're so afraid of death and we're so afraid of all these things that, we're, we're fighting against it so much that we're not even living anymore. Like it, what is really the point here? What is the end goal? Is it just to live for as long as possible, no, no matter what, or do you actually want to have a, like a quality of life and be a person or do you just want to be a robot? And that, you know, you can say that's a crazy thing, but you can see where the, all this is headed. They, they want to neutralize humanity. Almost like you can't have opinions. You can't have genders. You can't have politics. You can't have this, that, and the other. And like, everyone's just like suppressing that, that, uh, that pulse of life, but that's what keeps us alive. And like trying to minimize those extremes that, which can be very negative is what we should have been doing instead of trying to like flatline everybody we're like everybody's the same nobody has opinions everyone looks the same everyone feels the same everyone's the same everything and that's i i don't know anyone that really wants to live in that world even though you might have this bad experience with the extreme side of something like you don't want everyone to be you yeah you mentioned a couple of things so for me as a woman I've been, you know, told, get the degree. And now to be an entrepreneur, you got to do the nine to five grind. And then you got to do like the 16 hours a day, seven days a week. You got to grind it out, be in your masculinity to get ish done. Mm -hmm. The thing is that affects women's reproduction and our aging processes. Okay. So it's really important for women to not go into that masculine too much, but to have that balance. And then for men, it's almost like, uh, the cool thing about martial arts is that it's such a balance of the masculine and feminine. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's really cool. But um, yeah, what you also alluded to was like programming. And yeah, we're basically looked at just 
pieces of meat that consume stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, the big people that are looking down on us all, that's how they see us. So it's really up to us to break those chains and to really get back to our basics and understand how we can really um, beautifully incorporate both the masculine and feminine in our lives to excel, thrive, and be resilient and help each other out and balance each other. Mm-hmm. So what has that been like with you guys, you and your partner supporting one another? And I'm happy to share with Gabe and I as well, but um, I know that your partner went through like a really serious coming out and trust me, I've been following and supporting along the mm-hmm. way, but what was that like for you? Uh, yeah. So even in that situation, um, you know, you could, you could say that it's the same as a lot of things, you know, it's like this, people want to paint you or put you into this box. Whereas if you say this, or if you look like this, or if you talk like this, or if you do this activity, this is you and we know what you are. And um, especially they'll, they'll highlight whatever that extreme is. You know, as I said, the extreme of, of whatever side of anything you're on is, is going to be bad. Anyone can say what you're doing is wrong because I can point to maybe these five people over here who took it to that level. Um, you know, when, when, the way that the world is now is like people are so quick to jump on this like you're fired you're canceled we know what you are you're not allowed to live in this life as opposed to having conversations um and you that same exact thing i would say it's the biggest problem with what's going on with the uh, covid and everything like that we don't want to have a conversation about it anymore you're either on this far extreme of uh, you're a, a denier, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a lunatic, or you're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, just give me all the medicine, you know, do whatever you want to me. I, I, you know what's best. And, and there are those extremes, but we're a really good thing about, about traveling so much. And, you know, Gina and I um, traveled all over the country over the last couple of months, um, driving three times across the country. You know what you realize is when you turn the TV off and when you stop listening to the media and, the, and how they want to portray everything is most people are a little more balanced than the extremes that they point to, whether on whether on they're on one side or the other. When you actually have a conversation with someone, you're like oh, I can see how why you feel that way, and I'm sure you can see what how I feel this way. And you can have this dialogue, but when you're stuck in your bubble and when you're just feeding off of this this screen uh, or this voice who's telling you like everyone over here is the devil and those people over there are saying the exact same thing about you over here and you know that that mentality has uh, contributed to so many really horrific things that have happened all throughout humanity you know it's always been um, somebody telling you like this is the enemy this thing is the enemy this whatever is the enemy and we start giving our rights away and uh, we start hating people for no reason like do you know any of these people Probably not. Like, have you ever left your house and had a conversation with somebody? Have you? Ever, and that's why, like, traveling is so important, and, and having conversations with people with different perspectives than you is so important. You, it might not change what side of the equation you're on, but you're gonna realize that these are just people too. Most of the time, you know, there's always that that one percent or that ten percent or whatever that that's really like feeding and wants these really awful things to happen, but. Most people don't. Most people just want to live their lives. Most people want to be left alone. Most people want to raise their family and be healthy and, you know, be able to be free. That's the majority of people. Um, but it's, it's very easy to, to polarize um, these groups 
particularly when you're only shown the that side of people through the media and then when once you understand like oh yeah well only six companies control the entire world media and now you can understand like why how this is so easy to pit us against each other and the more we're locked inside the more we're forced to not interact with each other the worse that's going to get so we need to have these conversations we need to talk to people that disagree with us but it's like we almost made that a bad thing to like arguments are bad or conversations with people that don't think or look or, or act like you do is bad which the, you, we're doing we're doing the opposite of what people say they want to do like what we want to do is have conversation but it's so easy to just put people like no they're they're the enemy I, we're right you're wrong like that that's not going to get us anywhere it's it's going to do the exact thing you're fighting against yeah this stuff goes pretty deep uh i just want to say a huge thank you to you and gina for standing up over the last couple of years here uh kevin i tried sharing you multiple times on social media <laughs> but you shadowed so clearly yeah. you're doing something right in my opinion yeah. uh, yeah. but also you know, to Gina for coming out. And the crazy thing is that the, here's the silver linings. She had so many wonderful opportunities come her way. She probably got to work with some better companies even. And then for yourself, when you saw, when you said, you know, when you got off the plane, you got, you were then on Joe Rogan and you'd been traveling a ton. Our lives are different now. Our lives, I think are like a little bit slower, but I'm curious I think that some partners aren't always on the same wavelength and it can be really tough. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure if that's the situation with you guys, but that is definitely a hard thing that's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, regardless of what the situation is, like you're, you're probably not always going to be on the same wavelength. And as we just got done talking about, that's why it's so important to have conversations, tell people what you, why you have the perspective that you do maybe they don't if if their upbringing was different if their if their religion was different if their uh, uh, consumption of media was different you're going to see things different for, for for and there's a reason for that as i said everyone most people think they're doing the right thing most people think they're living the right way to to an extent you know so have a conversation with someone that doesn't see things the same way you do. And, and you might change the way you feel about it. You know, all, all that it's going to do is either, it's either going to strengthen your feelings on what you believe, or it's going to give you a different perspective. Why are we so afraid to have conversations with people that think differently than us? Why are we so quick to demonize people that don't view things the way we do, that don't have the same mentality that we do, that don't have the same uh, educational religion that we do? as if there's like one way that's right yeah so we got a couple of questions and comments coming in here thank you so much for joining us here all of you who are tuning in we got lady marine we got tristan abbott shout out to kevin yeah you're totally a legend um <laughs> really interesting we're seeing like some shifts with social media some more decentralized which we're talking decentralized internet decentralized finance and then now you know get zion's decentralized social media platforms all these other types of platforms mm -hmm. one of the question was um you know i think that people are just kind of afraid of what's to come and like transhumanism and like all these other choice points it's just been quite a wild ride but I'm just curious, how, 
how are you staying high vibe right now and really continuing to feed your soul staying fit i know for for yourself and my hubby as well like you guys don't actually like to fight but you like to train you <laughs> like you like that you guys don't actually want to hurt each other i mean when you first think no like i well, i love i love i love to fight but yeah i don't like to i don't like to you guys hurt are like people. big teddy bears people but i don't uh you know i don't really view it as even though it's extremely violent and obviously we are hurting each other I've never been had that kind of emotion towards it because I have always viewed it as, you know, playing football or playing basketball or whatever. Like you don't you don't view them as like even though they're not hitting each other. You know, my mentality around it has always been that way. And, you know, the, I would say there has been some negative aspects of that to where I do enjoy it so much as opposed to be like, hey, this guy's trying to hurt me. I need to stop him from hurting me. I'm, I'm just enjoying doing it, you know, and so I think. I think sometimes that has played into maybe me not pushing it hard enough, you know, where I was like, I need to like stop this person from hurting. Me. I'm just enjoying the exchanges and I'm enjoying the physicality of it. You know, like I enjoy being in there as much as like I enjoy like sitting on the outside and, and watching it. So yeah, it's uh, I, but I, but again, I think that we all have different, reasons to do stuff some people need to have that kind of anger and a, a dislike for someone to really push them to hurt them and some people like myself and I, I think like like gabriel as well it's just it's just it's a sport that we love to do and this is just the, the physical aspect of it but it's not an emotional or a, there's no anger there or you know hatred to or like it's like i don't want I don't really want you to get hurt. I mean, you're probably get, like someone's going to get hurt, but I, I want you to come out of it as, as healthy as you can. And if you do get hurt, I want you to get better as quickly as possible so you can keep doing this. Yeah, I think uh, something that, that just came up in the comment here, it's not like completely related to what we're talking about, but I don't know. Maybe let's go. You're pretty like you're super wise, Kevin. I can tell oh, you've done a lot of inner work. Um yeah, a lot of shadow work, kind of tuned into the the inner child. You've done a lot of healing around that. So I just want to commend you because men that do that have this like they they have radiance, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, because you have this radiance. And I, I think that so many of us are just caught up in how we do this like pre-approved replica of ourselves on social media. Yeah. And we forget that life is like right in front of us. Yeah. So how are you kind of like escaping the matrix and living your best life right now? I think I, well, it's, it's, it's helped that I never really viewed social media or success or any of those things as the, an external, how I never viewed it as how other people viewed me. And that, that's also kept me, what's kept me very humble in so many ways like i've never viewed myself as this person in sport like i don't think i don't view myself any differently than somebody that just started uh, like you're trying to be better i'm trying to be better like we're just doing what we can to be better i i i've i've kind of always been that way in a lot of ways and i think as i came up i did see those two extremes of the side of person that that was only doing it for how they look and just like this ego about it and then i saw the opposite of that which was the like humility and both of them were, were extremely like talented and aggressive and violent fighters i was but i was i realized like you don't have to be this way and you don't have to be this way either like i don't i don't feel like everyone should be the way that i do and actually joe Schilling and i had this conversation years and years ago 
there was like this point where he he almost started to be to try to be like the nice guy you know and to be this and i'm like i was like that's not what i was like saying i was like i was trying to say just be you i was saying you don't need to go out of your way to be an asshole just because people expect you to be an asshole but i was like if you don't like somebody or you need that don't try to be different i was like you just don't need to like fall down that road you know you're you're just playing into it and that that can be a negative thing if you if you aren't being true to yourself i think that that's that's the most important thing wherever you are on that line it doesn't really matter i think being true to yourself being true to what you believe in always being open to to learning more and growing more and and being different but don't feel like you have to be this that or the other and i think unfortunately social media has really um highlighted and, and almost encouraged people to be that like they feel like they have to i have to show the world that this is what i am i got to put these filters on my picture so i look this way um and you know when all these people are only viewing life through that lens they think everyone else is that way now i have to be that way too i have to be pretty i have to have really great days i have to show everybody these adventures that i'm on like yeah, but that's not real life at all. And I think I was fortunate to really uh, come up the way that I did, grow up the way that I did. And then also I got to really be in that transition of no no social media, no computers, no nothing, and, and, and watch how that those things evolved and see the good and the bad that comes with them. So I, I was very conscious of not falling into that psychology and mentality but even if you know those things are there they they still get in there what even a little bit you know so i think that i've just tried to always have that perspective on that so i've never kind of fallen into some of those those traps of 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 how the world views me you know as i said i spent half my life being the completely opposite person i you know the way that i grew growing up poor growing up you know i was a punk rocker and all that kind of stuff so i was i never really cared how people viewed me or like you know i never wanted to go along with the crowd so i've kind of just always been that way and i think that ironically the funniest thing for me is you know i was always viewed as such an outcast growing up and then at, over the last two years and everything that's been going on it's strange it's so strange for me to be on the side of like actual like intellectual people and people that are, are are viewed a certain way i'm like i've always i've always been here i've always been like this like crazy lunatic kind of like bucking the system person and i'm like this is really strange for me to be surrounded by so many different uh, you know uh, highly successful people are viewed highly successful and you know to to uh, uh it really did fracture the world but i think i think so many people it's like you almost like you demonize so many things that weren't necessarily like they were actually on the right track you know it's like it's like demonizing the con conspiracy theories well, well like yeah like some of them go a little far and that kind of thing but how many of them have been spot on well let's yeah. just talk about that for a hot moment i have no problem i listen to alex jones that'll probably get the shit plague i don't care <laughs> um 15 well, years he's ago a, he's a perfect example you know like perfect yeah, example i was really far. This all out 15 years ago so <laughs> when you see this all play out and it's like to a plan it's like okay who's the conspiracy theorist yeah now? but even like like with him and again there's a perfect example it's totally. very easy to highlight some of the 
crazier things or the wrong oh, yeah. things because he he's such a like passionate extreme person like yeah but he's going to be wrong too so instead of saying all the times that he's been right it's like just view this aspect and you can you can put people in those boxes and i mean that's just like a that's like politics that's what politics does it's like highlight these these negative things try to downplay anything your opponent does correct um, and we're, we're just trying to, uh, it's, it's a very skewed and everything in the world is really that way. It's, it's so skewed because things are is, like, yeah, it's like a perverted, nothing is real anymore. It's, 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 it's all these highlights. It's all just show people what you want them to see, but not really who you are. Uh, and, and I think the one positive thing over the last two years is that veil has been getting stripped away because leading up to that, it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Uh, almost to where there wasn't reality anymore but this was like hold on like this we don't want it to keep going this direction even though there, there's some good aspects there we now now people are seeing more and more and more how manipulated they have been and how controlled they have been like all these things that are happening right now this isn't new it's not new at all <laughs> like it's been it's been going around for my life generations like, and generations psychological like textbook stuff playing out so I think, uh, you know, for, for myself, having that understanding since I was a child of that, you know, it's, this hasn't been that dramatic of a thing for me. So I'm like, yeah, you didn't know that. Like, how did, how did you not know that? But why would you know that if you never, if you've never looked at it, if you've never, um, you know, wanted to think, well, maybe there is some truth there. It's just so easy to say, no, it's all crazy. It's all wrong. It's like, yeah. I, I, everything they're telling me is what I need to know. Uh, education is there for me to be more intelligent person. It's given me all the information that I need to grow up and be stronger. Yeah, some of it, but it's also very skewed for a reason. You're also taught a very uh, distorted version of history for a reason. There, there's a lot of things that, but it, it's also very easy to say it wasn't intentional too. But if you really look at the whole picture, you're like, if I wanted people to be a certain way, this is how I would do it. And it all lines up correctly. There's, there's a reason for that. Maybe we should start talking about that. Yeah, for sure. So you have like your training, your fitness, your martial arts, practicing Muay Thai. That's mm -hmm. like your escape. And yeah. I also feel like doing some deep intellectual uh, development work is probably um also in the cards for you my biggest escape is four by four so i'll hop, hop in the land rover i'm three hours in the bush at a solid reception i gotta mechanically sort some things out of my vehicle pretty often mm -hmm. and uh, it's really empowering to just like get out of the matrix so like you can't even check your phone you can't even call for help if you needed to that's how i kind of like detach a little bit and yeah. give myself a break and throw my head in the sand for a couple hours or a couple of days and that's survival for me. And then I come back like recharged, rejuvenated, ready to kick butt, take names. Well, yeah. I don't kick butt at all, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's what you guys do. And uh, also shout out to Joe Schilling. He actually reminds me of one of my favorite cousins. So I look forward to meeting you guys in the flesh at some point. <laughs> so Kevin Ross, do you have any closing words for us here today? Any like words of encouragement? I'm really wanting to especially support a lot of the male audience here. Like what's helped you? What are you finding help some of like your struggling buddies or even yourself kind of cope right now? I mean, the most, I think the most important thing always is just to never give up no, no matter what it is. And one to not view our setbacks and our struggles as reasons to give up 
like you don't you're not going to just be successful at anything overnight even if you've been successful at it your whole life you're going to have setbacks you're, you're going to have days when the world is telling you like this isn't for you and so and that's where it's i think it can be very important sometimes to take a step back we almost feel like i was i was this way you know for the first probably 10 years of my career i was like no matter what no matter how hurt you are no matter how sick you are like you show up you do the work you just go 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 and it's very important i think you need to because most of the time we're, we're too much of a baby about stuff but there are times when um circumstances happen things happen in our life injuries happen where just continually hammering it over the head is counterproductive and sometimes that means easing back a little bit sometimes that even means taking a complete break and i was getting into this earlier but i didn't finish this thing i forced myself to just stop in a way where i was saying i'm not going to go back and it only lasted you know 12 hours or a day but i had to almost give myself that complete break so I can separate myself from this thing that you're so involved in. You you can forget who you are. You can even forget what you want because you're so you're so dedicated to this thing. Like remember why you're doing this. Do you even really love this anymore? Or have you just been doing it for so long that that you forget? Um, you know, and this can be in relationships, this can be in diet, this can be even in really positive things that that are uh, beneficial to you it's good to take a break sometimes you know it's very important to take a break from negative things like like social media and drugs and alcohol and what, what, everything else but but even positive things like it's good to separate for a moment even if it's just in your brain and, and view things with, with a, uh, a perspective of of what that is without you in it you know and do you, do you even want to go back in there and and you know for myself with fighting I was like yeah i definitely do i definitely do but it was it was it kind of recharged me to to separate from that environment for a moment, even to the degree of of saying I'm I'm just done. And uh, I think we're a lot of times we're so afraid to do that, or we feel like that's wrong to do um, to take a break because um, you know it's like that. Just keep going, just keep going. Like yeah, true, do keep going, but sometimes you do need to take a break and, and take a step back, and um, you know reassess those things uh, particularly when there's there's failures when there's injuries when the world just isn't going the way you want it to the hard part is sometimes you do need to just push through <laughs> and you do need to just keep going and sometimes you do need to take a, a, a step back but um you know be 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 open to that you know be open to to growing be open to the fact that you can take really negative things and turn them into positive things. You know, this, what's happening in the world today, it can seem like the worst thing ever, but it could also be the very thing that gets us to where we should have been all along, you know, with, with everything being exposed and with everything kind of the narrative is falling apart. Like, like this could be really awful, awful. <laughs> and it could go really bad, but we still have a choice to make. Like we have a choice to make what we're going to do with it. We could come together as humans and, and and go back to how like government and every other thing should have been. It should have and was supposed to be about the people, what the people wanted, what was best for us as a collective. And you're just speaking for us. But once money got involved and, and corruption gets involved, it, it flipped over. And I think the only way to fix some time, something sometimes is to break it apart and now 
put it back together how it should have been in the first place. So I think that's a lesson that we can take uh, for the world as well as individually. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta break shit apart. <laughs> sometimes you gotta destroy stuff and uh, put put the good pieces back where they were and discard things that were just contributing to negativity. Endings create the opportunities for new beginnings. And we are seeing this with the decentralization of our finance, our social media, and our internet. New systems are happening. And I've personally left a traditional system and make a new way of living. And it's the best. So I just want to uh, just reiterate, kind of summarize what you just shared very eloquently. I love hearing you speak, Kevin. You have such a great way of sharing. Never give up. Don't let your setbacks hold you back. Just look at them as like little road bumps. You can do it. <laughs> Show up and do the work. You're not going to get a six pack by like laying on your butt all day. And, you, know, <laughs> you can't like out exercise an ishy diet and give yourself the grace to know when you need to take a break. I call this hermit mode. I did this pretty well for the last like half a month. Like when I am yeah. just like, okay, I've had enough of the world. I just head into the bush and I just mm -hmm. head into nature and well, and that's that's survival. Up, that sums it up perfectly right there, as you said. But keep going, sure. keep going, keep going. But take a break when you, when you need to take a break. Because if you don't, you're going to put yourself into adrenal fatigue. And then you're mm -hmm. just going to age yourself uh, very quickly. So no matter how hard it might seem to take a break, take a break. So everyone is asking about a cookbook. We got some comments. Here. <laughs> yeah. They love your food posts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm really, uh, I mean, the, the, the cookbook as well as my autobiography and a couple other things are things that I'm always kind of working on. What, what I'm trying to figure out is the best way to move forward with them, whether uh, like with the cookbook, I might start doing uh, some videos and put them out that way, uh, like online and stuff. So I'm just uh, trying to collect all this stuff together so I can figure out the best way to to package it all up and, and, and push it out there. But there's no there's no dates or anything for, for when that's going to be done. I, I, I tried to give myself, I was supposed to be done with my autobiography last year. I was like, all right, we're going to put it out this year. But at the same time, I don't want to release it till I think it's done until I think it's good, which might never happen because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to stuff like that. But uh, I'm, I'm always working on it. Just so you know. I'm, I'm, Perfectionism. I'm never giving up. Paralysis. <laughs> I'm trying to find a balance. In there. Trust me, I'll buy your book. And uh, you know what you could do? You could throw some recipes in your autobiography. I've seen some really cool books that I've read that when they travel to different places in the storyline, they actually yeah. share some food posts. So maybe That's when you're talking idea. about when you trained in Thailand or when you traveled in other parts of the world, mm -hmm. you can say, oh, yeah, here's a sweet recipe that, you know, I kind of made myself up. And you just mm -hmm. got to make sure you give me some credit for that. <laughs> That's a good idea. Awesome. So where can people learn more about you? Uh, so you can go to my website, which is thesoulassassin.com. And that's got all of my, my books, uh, my merch, uh, a lot of my, my story, you know, kind of my bi biography, a quick biography on there. Uh, my social media, even though I'm shadow banned, <laughs> the soul assassin, which is DA soul assassin. That's my Instagram and my Twitter. And I'm pretty active on there when I'm, when I'm doing stuff and, um, you know, when I, when I got events going on and what's going on in the world today. Uh, so th those are, those are probably the, your best bet. 
Awesome. So those are all actually in the show notes. I highly recommend you get on uh, your newsletter, sign up for your emails um, at thesoulassassin.com so you know when your autobiography and cookbook is done. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show here, Kevin Ross. Oh, thank Uh, you. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. I'd love to have you back on at some point. And just, you know, keep living your best life. You look awesome. You're definitely uh, (laughs) radiant in my eyes. So keep that up. Keep eating well, exercising everybody. Maintain that positive mindset. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in here with Kevin Ross and I here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Uh, You can learn more about me and how I can help support you in your aging journey at rachelvarga.ca. And uh, yeah, I do one-on-ones and a couple cool programs, but yeah, the Rachel Varga podcast, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube and I'll be sure to uh, share this episode and email it out in an effort to help support, especially a lot of men right now that are going through some stuff. So thank you, Kevin, for being very transparent and joining us here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Thank you for having me.